Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every $20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at Armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. He's ready. What's up, everyone out in that chat room? Got a great show today. You're listening to only the best internet radio station in the world. Everybody has to agree. The universe. Hell yeah. You stupid, ignorant, son of a bitch, dumb bastard. No, not me. Sarcasm is anger's ugly cousin from now on. I agree. Gentlemen, the king. Hail to the king, baby. What's up, everyone? How you doing? Welcome to Motorcycle Madhouse Live. We got a hell of a show for you today. How's everybody doing out in cyberspace, baby? It's uh, finally a little nice weather here in Illinois, except, you know, I talked to Russell just now. It's 105 by him. Go figure. You know, I got to get out of this damn state. Uh, state. Uh, by the way, tomorrow, do not call the studio line. Hollywood will be going fishing. I am taking the boat. I'm gone. See ya. Screw the biker shit. I am gone. Bye-bye. Keep me out of mind for the weekend, man. Going to go up uh, down uh, the Rock River, probably up to the Pecatonica and all that good stuff. Uh, little uh, information for you. Next week, we do have the main private investigator that was on Keith Palumbo's case. Everybody knows I've been talking about the Keith Palumbo case. He was the one that was found in the crypt, and there is a, uh, let's see here, warrant out for the dude out in Wyoming and stuff. So, yeah, we're going to be talking about that uh, and a lot more. So, other than that, we got a special guest today. And what's the special guest today? It happens to be Russell from MRF. What's up, Russell? How you doing, buddy? I'm good, Hollywood. How's your day turning out? Ah, it's going great, man. It's about time that it's getting nice out here. Uh, it, it's you know, last month sucked. It really did. It really sucked. <laughs> and now, finally, it's going good. So, it, it, I, I'm glad to have you on the show and all that good stuff. Uh, you know, it's real awesome. Uh, we're going to be talking about, uh, what's it called? Uh, a lot of motorcycle rights stuff we're going to be talking about. And, you know, you are the man to yes, talk to, I hear. So, uh, first, uh, let everybody know who you are, what you do, and all that good stuff. My name is Russell Radke, um, and I am the uh, MRF club rep. Some call them club dude. Um, I've been a part of the MRF since the mid-90s. 
Um, I got I got brought into it at a convention one time back when they were starting all of the emissions crap over the Clean Air Act and starting the tiers for what is now controlling our motorcycle. It just led from being a member to being a state rep to numerous other things. Um, I've been in a motorcycle club for 20 years. Um, I've uh, I've been a part of uh, I've been a supporter and been to every income for the last 25 years. Um, I'm a part of um, I'm a sponsor supporter of the MPP Motorcycle Profiling Project. I'm also part of. Um, um, the NCOC, um, National Council of Clubs, and um, wear a couple other hats, but that's the majority of it. Rock and roll, man. Now, MRF, I'm a member, and I've always, I'm telling everybody all the time, if you don't get in this fight, don't cry about freaking losing your rights and stuff like that. So, if you don't, hey, thanks for that, GE Fly, right. Sons of Dollar Shave Club, rock on. Uh, but if you don't get involved, don't cry, whine. But what you can do is join uh, an organization like Motorcycle Rights Foundation. It's like what, thirty bucks a year or something like that, or you to join ABA. But just get into a yeah. get in the fight somehow. Well, the MRF is the only organization fighting for motorcycle rights at a federal level. Um, so we're kind of unique. Um, the abate organizations um, help to promote what the Motorcycle Riders Foundation does in D.C. Um, and helps funnel some of their support up to us. But the MRF is a membership-based organization, and unfortunately, memberships cost money. But everything that the MRF does is publicly posted. Um, they don't have anybody making any money off of it. We have a paid lobbyist through a lobbying firm, and uh, we have a public relations person, and both of uh, those those uh, costs are published um, as well as everything else. Nobody makes no money off of this. This is a grassroots organization that it isn't in it for the money. It's about making sure that our, our rights are taken care of and that legislative changes uh, happen when it needs to happen. Right. Now, you know what? Tell me, you know, your opinion on because, you know, not only motorcycle rights going on right now, we all know about the profiling that's happened in Texas. Look at that crap that just happened on in Colorado with the 81. My God, they were caught on video talking about actually shooting a member of a motorcycle club just because he wore a patch. Now, these are the type of fights that you guys also get into. uh, Am I correct? Uh, to a certain extent, yes, and and working to let, let me let me give you a brief synopsis of what I call the perfect storm. Um, I had had the position in the MRF for about six months um, when I took over from my predecessor, which was still Ray um, Fitzgerald, um, and I took it on just for a moment until they found somebody else to do the job better than me. But evidently, they haven't because I've been here six years. But one of the first things that happened when I came into the MRF was at my very first board meeting, they asked if, if, uh, uh, or they made mention, uh, Hardtail made mention if he had a good policy or, um, um, uh, good bill, uh, that he would be willing to stand behind for, um, anti lobby or anti, um, profiling that, um, um, he would uh, do everything he could do something with it. Well, I happened to be working with Double D um, at that particular time on some of the state issues, and 
asked if we could use his bill and he said his language and he said yes so as i started forming a relationship with him then that was in september of 14 and in in, uh, as we know in may of 15 the waco tragedy happened and so that was the basis of a perfect storm and where there was there was some opposition and there was some hurt feelings from years of politicking and of course that produces some strange bedfellows and people get offended there was there was some there was some uh, aggression or there was some lack of working together between the organizations and so we had an opportunity um to bring together in las vegas um my good good friend that you had on the show a couple weeks ago who's been part of income for since the beginning or shortly thereafter um as well as the task force a legislator for um, Incom came into Las Vegas as well as Double D and one of his compadres. We brought in um, people from all of the organizations that were willing to sit down, shake hands and say, it's not going to be about pride. It's not going to be about past issues. Let's work together to move in a positive direction. Um, these bills and these, these, these things that are taking away our civil liberties are happening everywhere. And unfortunately, you have to start to blanket a state at a time or a congressman at a time. So as we've started working together and we've started building the uh, profiling project or the statistics from the profiling project, we've been able to use those in D.C., to show the, our legislators that this is actually happening, and these are statistics that prove it. So, when we brought we brought the the bill up on the floor in the Senate uh, last session, and it passed unanimously, which we didn't think was going to happen the first go around, but it did. And and then um, in this um, session, so far we have 135 co-sponsors which means we have about 30% of Congress already signed on to it. Mm-hmm. This thing would be slam dunked and finished if it wasn't for the fact that we had to figure out a budget. Now we got to figure out the coronavirus and nobody's been in session half the year. So here very soon, hopefully with the continued momentum that we have, this will get pushed and then the states will be able to use that information with all of their legislators that say, see, Washington, D.C. recognizes that this is a problem. Mm-hmm. And the more information that we put together, the more we have a battle at the Capitol Hill in all of the states. So far, we've got four states, and that's, that's just the start. We're going to keep going until all 50 states have anti-profiling. There's some really interesting things that are going on behind the scenes right now that is exciting to us. There's a possibility for us helping to uh, write a protocol procedure for a state, the one you just mentioned, that's already in trouble for an officer that's caught on tape doing what he should not have do, and and putting a policy together written by us that will say this is the way you need to train police officers when pulling over a club member. Right. So there's some really cool things that are happening, and it takes time. Um, and of course, it takes support. And the more news like this gets out, the more positive and the more feedback we get and the more we have people that are willing to work together. We're looking for thinkers. We're looking for those people that are actually willing to do something and make it happen, not just those pointing fingers. You pointed out at the beginning, you know, if you ain't willing to join something, you shouldn't be bitching about it. Well, I agree with that. Mm-hmm. You know, otherwise, we're like that boiling frog. They just keep turning up the heat until we're boiled. We're right. laying around just bitching about it instead of doing something about it. Well, you know what? That's exactly no. That's exactly right. And I wanted to get your opinion on that because you are with Motorcycle Rights Foundation, and 
in this day and age, it is more important than ever for everybody to get involved in not only motorcycle rights. See, I had, uh, and I'm going to get your opinion on this. I seen today out of Michigan, I was actually so damn happy. I was, you know, like laughing to death. But uh, we finally had American citizens go up the Capitol, uh, uh, the state capital in Michigan, armed to the freaking teeth with what's going on with this uh, coronavirus uh, lockdown and stuff. And, uh, you know, I personally, I think you're starting to see just how, uh, how can I say this, uh, communist this government starting to get in certain states. Uh, and I do think it correlates with bikers because let's, let's not, uh, you know, beat around the bush law enforcement you know they just don't have that good of opinion of uh, club members and stuff and we've seen how bad it uh, gets with profiling but as u.s citizens we're really seeing the power of the government come down and i believe it's real important that we Correct. start getting out there fighting what's your opinion on that I think the more people that you can that you can congregate at the steps of the Capitol, the more um, people will start to take notice. Unfortunately, um, we come from an era, at least I do, I'm, I'm turning 60 next month, and I, I remember when people would show up at the Capitol and they would, they would voice their opinion and, and they would listen. Unfortunately, um, other than some special interests, there's been very little activity at the state Capitol. Um, it doesn't take a whole lot of people. Back when I was a COC chairman, I would tell people that the state capitol here, Carson City, views every single phone call as 200 voters. Mm -hmm. Every single uh, email was 200 to 250. Every person that would show up at the state capitol represented a thousand voters. That makes a difference. Well, that, makes that makes a hell of a difference. That makes them pay attention. You know, so you, you said you, you, you said you're email, in email, it's falling on deaf ears. It's not. You said you're uh, 60 years old and it used to be a lot different. And I like to address that issue. Why? It, it, nowadays, it just seems like everybody else wants somebody to do somebody else to do the work. And I remember uh, early 90s, a bait and all that stuff. Everybody was on this. And now all of a sudden, it's like these different subsections of the biker community can care freaking less until it happens to them. You know, I always, I'm always out there saying, hey, man, there's some bars that won't let hog members in, A-bait members in. This affects you guys. And you might say, well, you know, Leo, they're, you know, they're not so bad. You know, there's some bad apples until you're the one profiled. Then it's all of a sudden, oh, crap, Correct. now yeah. we know what's up. And, and I think that it's interesting that you brought that up and, and, and it needs to be talked on because one of the things that are talked about, one of the things that happened with the MPP that really made a change in people's opinions was everybody was thinking, especially some of the, even the motorcycle rights organizations, well, that's happening to the club guys. That's not happening to us. Well, the truth of the matter is, is if you were pulled over because you were on a mode of transportation, a motorcycle, and law enforcement asked you, where are you going? That's profiling. That's none of their business. If they ask you where you're coming from, that's profiling. That's none of their business. If they're not there to cite you for doing something illegal, then it's a form of profiling. And when we started getting that out to people and they started realizing, well, I got pulled over and was offside the road for 30 minutes while they tore my bike apart. That's profiling. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, and so 
people are becoming more aware that, well, wait a second, I was profiled. Right. Instead of thinking, well, that only happens to the clubs. Mm-hmm. So, now, what do you think about the, the, the line that's being skewed right now? Uh, you know, I always remember it was bikers on one side, and we're going to be talking a lot about the MRF stuff. I'm just trying to get uh, a setup of your opinions yeah. here. Uh, it used yeah. to be bikers on one side, Leo on the other side. Nobody crossed that line. Now we got all this profiling happen out of Texas, these threats out of Colorado. But you got Leo out there wearing, you know, going around looking like motorcycle club members, you know. Where does the line stop? And, you know, it it just gets freaking disheartening sometimes because it's like people need to wake up, man. Well, for those of us, those of us in the club world, um, we see those guys a mile away. And, and we know what they're up to and we know what they get away with. I was personally at the Denver swap meet when the shooting happened. Um, literally a few feet away from where a brother of mine closed the two doors to keep anything from hitting the women that were in the booth that we was at. So I seen that. I was a part of it. And I watched those guys, not in handcuffs, be escorted out the back of the building onto a city bus where they were taken away. Almost like it looked like it was planned. And I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that's the way it looked. And the whole time, the guy who had shot was on the phone talking, probably to his wife saying, yeah, I'm going to be a little late for dinner. (laughs) So for those of us on this side of the street where we have lived that, um, it's way worse than you even think. And unfortunately, and I say this, and I've said this quite a bit to our legislators in D.C., you've been watching too much in the Sons of Anarchy. That ain't the way it happens. And unfortunately, something that or fortunately the double D has been bringing out to a lot of people is the statistics are way, way higher. And I think it's like seven or 8% of law enforcement are busted on a felony. One of the things that has come out of the survey is the fact that less than 1% of 1% motorcycle clubs even have a felony on them. Turn off the TV and quit watching that crap. It ain't real. Mm. And if you are watching it, watch it for the entertainment value instead of thinking that that's the way it really is, because it ain't that way. No, it's no motorcycle clubs do more good for the community than any other organization. The toy runs, the veterans runs, the homeless runs, the diaper runs, the blanket runs. All of those things are done by how come that stuff isn't getting shown on TV? Well, it's exactly right. Uh, The only person uh, that I know that tried to. Get that side out. Uh, rest in peace and Godspeed is good time, Charlie. He just passed away this uh, weekend. And yes, he, he did. Yes, you he know, did. He was something else. We used to talk all the time, man. He'd give me tips here and there. That was one of the best. You know what? I call him the ambassador. Uh, he's the godfather of biker radio. He made his movie Rebel on a Highway. And now he's got Rough Boys. Right. That was in uh, post-production. That's a huge loss. But uh, Good Time, it, 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 I loved them. It was motorcyclism. And that's what bikers are truly about. And I love how you told these people, enough with the Sons of Anarchy crap, because that's not what this is all about. It really isn't. Right, right. So with MRF, you know, <laughs> can they join online, or how do they get involved with MRF? www.mrf.org and make sure you tell them Hollywood sent you (laughs) that's right that's right you'd use Um, me guys there's no absolutely there's numerous uh, there's uh, the checks in the mail 
there's numerous levels of, of becoming a member. There's a member as a single. There's a member as a couple. There's a multiple year, so you get a multiple discount. There is sustaining membership. There is sustaining SMRO, which is a sustaining motorcycle rights organization. And then there is a sustaining club. Now, here's the irony, and this is something I'm glad you brought it up because I didn't have it in any of my notes to share, but because you brought it up, it triggered it. The the way that the MRF works is obviously through, through uh, membership, and the way that you have some political clout within the MRF is to be a sustaining club or SMRO. And so when we have our meeting of the minds once a year, whoever is the senior for that state is actually the one that gets to vote on the initiatives for the next year or the next session in Congress. So we currently have 34 states that are showing up and raising the flags, as we call it, to petition what we're going to run for or what we're going to go after and what that priority is, which means that there's 16 states where we have no sustaining motorcycle rights organization and we have no sustaining clubs that are standing up and saying, in the state of Montana, we want this, or the state of Wyoming, we want this. And I'm, I'm just using those as a reference. I don't know if they do or they don't. But we have 16 states that literally have no representation for what that state wants the federal uh, for the MRF to be fighting federally. Mm-hmm. So hey, you got anything in Illinois? Memberships. <laughs> uh, yes, we do. We got a lot in Illinois. Illinois is a pretty powerful state. Thank you very much. The abate strong there. You you have got some people that uh, definitely are movers and shakers, and the clubs are working with the abate organizations. I've been to two of their their um, yearly meetings, and they got it going on. Rock and roll, man. Rock and Illinois roll. is a good state. Awesome. What are, uh, you know, besides the profiling issues, you know, I what was the one bill out of uh, Idaho? Was that 205 or was that the resolution at the federal? That was, that was no, no. Idaho just passed and became the fourth state to have an anti-profiling legislation and to be passed and it's now a bill it's signed into that was a two three four year endeavor but they kept fighting until they got it passed their number four and and from what i understand from double d and talking to him about it that's that's probably the best one so far so every time we get one of those passed in a state it becomes a better bill Mm -hmm. and it becomes the foundation for the next state that is working on it so that happened at the state level Um, Currently, there's five major issues um, that are reflective of us as motorcycle enthusiasts. Um, um, The profiling, obviously, to me, is the most passionate or the one that I'm the most passionate on and the one that all of those organizations that I'm a part of are most interested in. But the Consumer uh, Protection and Transporta- uh, Fuel Transportation, H.R. 1024, is, is not to fight and is not to arbitrate. It is to make sure that the, the, the e-gasoline, the E85 gasoline, is in wherever we can get it passed to where it's not a blended pump. The problem with a blended pump is when you fill up your tank, the first gallon that comes out of that hose is whatever the last guy used. Mm-hmm. If you have a brand new Harley Davidson, you know that your vo- your warranty is voided if you put that gas in your motorcycle. Mm-hmm. And so if they're not posting it on the pump and or they're not giving us the option of a non-blended pump, then we're taking a chance every time we put gas in, especially in those places where you don't even know if it's E85 gas. 
So we're just encouraging them to continue um, doing investig- uh, investigation and reports on what effects it has on our motorcycles, also the boat industry and some other AV um, uh, vehicles. But we're also looking that they make sure that every single pump that has E85 has a label on it so we don't put the wrong gas in our motorcycle. That's one of the things. Another one that, that is a topic that that most people in my my side of the fence on the club side really aren't that concerned with that I feel like they should be is, excuse me, autonomous vehicles technology. Um, we can't stop autonomous vehicles. It's the way of the future. We all grew up watching the Jetsons thinking that that was, that was silly. It was never going to happen. Well, it's already happening. And part of that is is vehicles that power themselves and drive themselves. Well, the technology hasn't been mandated by the federal government to put put in and assure that motorcycles are detected um, and so that these cars recognize a motorcycle. One of the first tests that was done was done in Arizona a couple of years ago, and a Arizona bike cop actually got ran over by one of the cars. Um, hey, uh, Russell, I hold, that, hey, Russell, well, hold on a sec. I got to give a shout out to A-Town, man. Thanks for that donation. Rock on, man. I'm glad to have you in. Go ahead, uh, Russell. I'm sorry. No problem. Um, so uh, we're, we're very much um, um, on, on, on the hill looking at what they're doing with um, autonomous vehicles and the technology. Um, wanting to make sure that we're protected on motorcycles. But the flip side of that is I'm a bit of a conspiracy theorist is just recently in the UN, a bill was signed that has been adopted in the U S for zero fatalities on the highways, Mm -hmm. which means no accidents. Well, the only way that you're going to have no accidents on the highway is if everybody is on an autonomous vehicle. And of, co- of course, people look at me like I'm crazy, but I believe that's the only way you're going to get to zero fatalities. Right. And if that's the case, that means that if I want to ride a motorcycle, it's going to be an autonomous motorcycle. I don't want to ride an autonomous motorcycle. Mm-hmm. What's the point? Exactly. Um, so that's one. That's one of the other things. One of the one of the other issues that's been ongoing that actually has been around since I got plugged into the MRF in the mid '90s is. Um, a bill that is out there, two bills actually, the RPM Act, which is S2602 and HR 5434, which has to do with the modifications to motorcycles. Now, here's the deal. We're already at Tier 5, which means within the next few years, California is already experiencing this. The only thing you can do to your, your motorcycle tank, you can't do any modifications that affect the emissions whatsoever. Mm-hmm. So... Now, me and you buy a brand new motorcycle, hypothetically. The first thing you're going to do is find somebody with a set of pipes and put those pipes on that. Exactly. Well, if there isn't a manufacturer out there that's allowed to make pipes for race application, me and you aren't going to be able to buy a set of pipes to put on our motorcycle. Mm-hmm. Now, if you live in California, you're going to get fined. But if you live in other places like Illinois, you're going to get away with it. But if they get away with not making any aftermarket production parts for a motorcycle, where are you going to buy them from? Swap meets? Right. That's the only place you're going to find them. So we're continuing to do the good diligence in the fight with that. Another thing is the cycle, which has to do with uh, your insurance. Um, right now, they are including anything and everything that isn't a car in 
into the motorcycle classification. The definition hasn't been revisited since like the 70s. And it basically says three wheels touching the ground makes it a motorcycle. Well, if you've been on a slingshot, you know that's not a motorcycle. If you've been on that Polaris, the Can-Ams, all of those, those are really cool, fun things to ride. I'm not opposed to those. But insurance-wise, for guys going out and jumping on those things and killing themselves. Mm-hmm. So we're trying to get the definition of a motorcycle revisited and, and, and to be changed. Um, one of the last things that we're really working on is the Motorcycle Advisory Council, and it's made up of 12 members that get to sit in an office and and put together infrastructure. And in that infrastructure, they think about roadways, highways. They think about the cheese graders that you've got in New Jersey. They think about all of those things. They come in contact with a car. And, and what we have to deal with when we're riding across country. Um, when Obama was in office, he changed it to where there was only, uh, it was only mandatory for one individual to be on that board that represented any of the organizations, associations, or uh, manufacturing or safety. So there was nobody on there that actually, there was an engineer that had, if I remember this story right, there was an engineer that actually had a motorcycle endorsement and he got to be on the board speaking for all of us. What we're fighting to do in it, and we're looking to make happen through NITSA uh, in this this election or in this this um, um, in this uh, in Congress this term is for there to be four different individuals that have either an association, which is going to be somebody like the AMA, and a foundation, which is the MRF, and uh, uh, the Motorcycle Safety Foundation. And so on. So we will actually have people representing us that are from our world that ride a motorcycle that are able to say, hey, it's time to get rid of those cheese graders in New Jersey. They're cutting guys' legs off. Right, right. That in in a nutshell is the five big topics um, that we work on and we're currently working on in this session. Of course, this is a messed up session right now. Congress can't seem to fix a sandwich. But those are the things that we're doing for for your guys' dollar and your membership in D.C., and and that's where we're at. Right. That's for, You know what? That's a lot of good uh, stuff right there. Uh, let's see here. I'm going to go into and get a couple questions from, because uh, you got some questions coming up here. We got to get you in here. Uh, Mike Whiskey asks, can people bring RICO charges against law enforcement? Who has the authority to do that? Why can't we, the people, use the law to bring law enforcement up on RICO charges? And what I guess, you know, he's talking about is, you know, you see the profiling going on with clubs and stuff. But I know there was a case, I believe, out of New Jersey where nine cops went down for dealing New York. A, uh, New York, okay. You know think, what you, yeah, I think that was New York, yeah. And I, so I think the answer to that is yes. I don't know the specifics of that, but I know that there was a larger one in Chicago um, <laughs> oh, years yeah. and years and years ago, but that one didn't make it all the way through. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, what is MRF stand? Because uh, the Mongols, a whole club was uh, convicted of RICO, and you had guys that had nothing to do with anything uh, in that. How can that the was, government go was, and use that? that? You know, that's the craziest thing, and that's the first time they swung for the fence and they got lucky. That was done over intellectual properties. 
which is usually rules and regulations that have to do with businesses and corporations and not to do with motorcycle clubs. And that's why it's been tied up in the courts for so long, and it keeps going back and forth because they're definitely shooting for the fence, and they've gotten lucky on a couple of them, even though most of us on this side of the fence believe that it's, it's totally unconstitutional. continues. Mm-hmm. Was MRF involved in any way of uh, doing a amicus brief or something? No, no, not at all. Uh, we there was members of us that were definitely supporting those that were in the fight, um, and, but that was based out of the Ninth Circuit in California. That wasn't federal. Okay, that was uh, the Ninth uh, the Ninth Circuit. We all gotta love that damn court. That one is uh, Ninth. That one needs the Nine. most overturned there is. Yeah, well, I think one of them has already been overturned. In fact, I'm positive. One of them was already overturned, and there's appeals going right now. I wouldn't want to be a judge trying to decipher with that one because it is unconstitutional. And I think that's why the one the one was thrown out. Right, right. I don't think we've seen the end of that, though. I think they're going to continue to try using things like that on all of it. Well, exactly. You know, that's why I was, you know what? I know it wasn't biker related, but this government is so out of hand right now. Uh, reports are coming out how the FBI, you know, forever bother Italians here in Chicago, uh, went out and actually <laughs> set up a career military man, George, or, uh, uh, General Flynn. And the stuff that came out of that. This is the stuff that bikers have been talking forever, man. You know, they're setting people up out there, and it just cannot, you know, it can't stand that way. Right, right, right. You know, do you find The unfortunate part with any of those those things that happen, though, Hollywood, are based on media and the way that media um, twists it. So part of, not part of, the biggest reason that uh, the NCOC, the National Council of Clubs, was formed was to combat those things as fast as possible. So as the media starts to uh, hype their propaganda from their side of the fence, we do our best to come against that and to show the other side of the story, which usually silences it. And that 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 has been effective in numerous issues so far, numerous things. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Rock on. Well, you know... MRF, it's really, uh, you know, it's a great organization, guys. You want to join something like that. Like I said, a mutual friend of ours uh, got me to join. And you guys are great at the office, the whole nine yards. Uh, Whenever you needed something, you call up the office and it's like, yeah, they're pretty quick on that stuff. So, you know, everybody out there needs to know that MRF is definitely fighting for everybody. Amen. Thank you very much. Rock on, man. Uh, anything else you want to say in closing uh, about the MRF? And let's get some people over there to join. I'm going to put uh, the link in the description box about it. Uh, let's get them up there. What would you say to get them up there? I think I, I, I think that as a closing statement, I think that if we don't become... It used to be that the state motorcycle rights organizations were pretty healthy um, as far as membership and as far as um, being able to financially do the things that needed to be done in the state, which also was helping with the MRF at a state level. There isn't an organization out there right now, with the exception of maybe four or five of eight organizations. 
patients that isn't struggling financial. And I really don't understand why, because up until this last few weeks, the, the country has been healthy. And the amount that it takes to support an abate of Illinois or an MRF is nothing in comparison with what we spend on our toys. Um, and without that, we're not going to be able to buy the pipes to put on our toys because they won't manufacture them no more. If we don't get serious about helping to fund and become membership to these organizations, then the lifestyle that we're a part of is going to go away. You'll be reading about us in books, in history books, and the kids will be asking, what was a motorcycle? Right. And I know that some people probably think that's an exaggeration, but I believe that to be the truth. When they're trying to take away our freedoms on a non-autonomous vehicle, number one, which I think is in the future, and then they're they're making uh, automobiles that don't even recognize motorcycles, uh, it, we're going to get taken out one way or another. Well, you and know so what? With California, California is the right. worst at that, ain't it? Yes. California is just something else. (laughs) If you ride a motorcycle in California, you better have a really good life insurance policy. And I travel there often, so it's a bit of a risk, but I'm an adrenaline junkie. But California is nuts. Well, not uh, only that, I'm talking about the... New Jersey's kind of crazy, too. I'm talking about the regulations and all that, too, man. The regulations on the... they're off the hook. It's like, what the hell's wrong with you people? <laughs> Dude, there's place there's places in in California, Southern California, where guys have gotten arrested for the whip that hangs off of your handlebars. There is guys that have been arrested for wearing four rings, claiming that that is brass knuckles. There is rules and regulations. There is decimal points set in in some of the coastal communities where. The old timers are running around in Bermuda shorts and don't like the noise where you get a $2,500 noise pollution violation if your pipes are too loud. Um, it's crazy. Uh, it used to be that New Hampshire was the state that got a lot of ridicule for that. Well, California has surpassed that. Right, right. They have. Uh, do you, uh, well, you know, Congress ain't supposed to, uh, you know, uh let's just say our san francisco lady says that uh the house won't be coming back in session how's that going to throw everything off for you guys it just continues to postpone the inevitable um it's going to happen we have enough co uh, uh, co-sponsors we have enough signatures and we have a really good team uh working there in dc to make this happen it's just a matter of them getting back into session and then the next thing is going to be figuring out how to pay all the debt for all of these stimulus packages because that will be the next thing so hopefully we're going to be able to get this done before the session ends i don't know why we wouldn't um but your guess is as good as mine well, you know Congress what? Has uh, never been as broken as I feel like it is right now. Well, I was going to ask you. Uh, you know, Invader Biggie made uh, a damn good point. Everyone's going to have to uh, come together and fight this battle. And one of the things that a lot of Absolutely. my audience, uh, you know, because you got a lot of people out there on the internet that don't know their head from their asses, and they'll say, "Well, the clubs are. You know, when are they going to come together to do this and do that?" Well, you know, I, go to October, go to Encom in uh, Indianapolis, and you'll see the clubs working together. Uh, they are doing that. You know, yeah, we're Biker News, and they are. We're Biker News. You see us doing the doing awful it. stuff, but 
other than that, the clubs are coming together to fight this stuff because they see, you know, what happened with the Mongols, man, was a scary thing for the club scene, man. That can happen to anybody now. And I see Absolutely. them working together all the time. So what do you say to people who say, hey, why ain't clubs coming together to fight this kind of stuff? I think you just said it. If you want to see it in action, come to an income. Come to one of the events that is going on in the community near you. You would be surprised how many of the clubs are getting along that may or may not have got along in the past. Uh, we're realizing that not only is our, our civil liberties being abused, but our lifestyle is going to go away if we don't change. So we're all working together. And when I say we're all, all the major players are a part of what's going on right now. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, it's do you not like think... we're all joining hands and singing kumbaya or anything, but we're all working in the same direction. Even if you don't necessarily like the guy standing next to you, we're moving in that direction. So the hype that's out there that they're doing this, that, and the other thing ain't true. Right. Don't believe everything you read. Matter of fact, don't believe nothing you read and half of what you see. Right. Now, uh, Micah also had a follow-up question. What had to happen for a state to adopt a no-profiling law? Uh, well, you have to, you, you petition the state. Um, what state is Mike from? Uh, don't say, but he asked what Does four states, no, he's asked what four states have the law right now. A lot of people are interested right in what happened in Idaho. Right now it is Washington. Washington was the first. Maryland was the second. Um, um, uh, Louisiana was the third. And now Idaho is the fourth. Now, I know that there is at least seven or eight and Double D is going to shoot me if I get it wrong, but I think there's seven or eight that is still actively trying to get something done in this session. Mm. So there, there's states that are working on it. There's, there's, all you got to do is get a hold of NCOC and ask for a copy of the bill and get with your local SMRO, get with your COCs, and get the people together to start sending emails. Uh, look for a constituent on the Hill that will support it and then start fighting now Literally, do you have do you have an do you have an easier time working with uh and this i think is a legitimate question uh do you find it easier to work with republicans or democrats when trying to get something like this done you know usually in the past um it has been the democrats that have been uh, more for signing this stuff that's why we thought we were going to have uh, less of a chance in the Senate with the Republican control, but we passed unanimous consent. And so it just depends on timing. Again, it's the perfect storm. There's enough media going on. There's enough push. I promise you, we did uh, 200. Let me see this. We did 200. We being the MRF collectively did like 254 office visits in the 115th Congress. Mm. Um, and, um, so that's over half of the offices in Congress, one-on-one, face-to-face, presenting this stuff. And the ones that I was a part of, uh, the legislators looked at us and went, well, we weren't aware this was happening. Because what they're hearing is from the other side of the street saying, no, we don't profile. Well, when we sit down and we slip down, uh, sit down a copy of the MPP and the statistics from the Motorcycle Profiling Project saying, well, that's funny because we had 5,000 people last year sign on and there was 47 of them from your district. Mm -hmm. Then they go, really? Well, where's the proof? Well, here's the proof. 
Well, then you got their attention and they start to open the lines of communication and they start getting interested in hearing the other side of the story. Mm-hmm. So a lot of it, I, I, I heard Bohr on, on his interview and he says, you know what? He sat in Joni Earth's office. He sat in different offices and said, this is what I have personally witnessed myself. And then they start going in and they start reviewing it. Before you know it, they're signing as a co-sponsor. It works the same way in your state. Mm-hmm. We have in the state of Nevada, we have we, we just went blue this this last session, this last election. We've always been a red state, um, but we have three of the four and they're two and two as far as Republican to Democrat. So it doesn't really. It, statistically, it shows that Democratic states or, or Democrat states are easier. But I don't know that that's true because you had Washington with their political platforms and they signed on to one. And then you got Maryland, which is the total opposite um, of uh, Washington, and they signed off on it. So I think it's just a matter of building those relationships. It's that way with anything. You, you stand up, you shake somebody's hand and you present them with the facts. They listen to you. I don't care what 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 which side of the party they're from. Mm-hmm. Now, Most with Washington, uh, there was a lot of pushback from uh, the Leo, uh, uh, a lot of Leo reps. Uh, let's just put it that way. Uh, how did, in Washington? I believe it was Washington. With it, uh, it, they were, you know, you heard it all over oh, the place. Yeah, absolutely. How do you yeah, deal with something Washington like that? When you're, definitely that way. How do you deal with that kind of pushback well, if your state's trying to get this done? Well, I don't know if you've reviewed any of the footage from how they they got their bill initially passed there, but the irony of that is, as well, the law enforcement was standing up in Congress and stating that they never profiled. They produced a video and showed them where law enforcement was actually on his hands and knees videotaping license plates and serial numbers on motorcycles so that they could try to hem them up while they come out of the Capitol building. So that definitely proved that there was some profiling going on. Uh, well, I'm getting a lot of questions for you right now. Dominic asks uh, why they don't do mandatory tire tread deaths for motorcycles. He says it's the biggest ripoff in the industry. Say that again. I didn't uh, understand the question. Uh, Dominic's asking why they don't have a mandatory tire tread deaths for motorcycles. Is there like I'm, still, I'm not sure what is there like a DOT, is there like a DOT minimum on the tire treads that has to be put out or you know I think that's where he's getting at. You know, oh, I don't think that as far as I guarantee you that the uh, public safety and Department of Safety, Highway and Public Safety has got a mandate for what is a legal tire and a not legal tire um, or what is a safe tire or not a safe tire. And I would have to agree with what he's saying that we need to keep better tires on our motorcycle, especially if you're riding in crazy conditions. Mm-hmm. So I, I believe that there is a standard there. And if you take your motorcycle to a dealership, um, they won't let you out of there if you're beyond whatever the wear bars are on a motorcycle. My wife was actually a, a service manager for Harley here in Las Vegas for a while, and and that was one of their number one sellers because the guys would come in, and if somebody isn't pointing out that their tire is past that, then they're riding on borrowed time. I agree with that. Right. Now, you know, 10 years from now, let's go to the future here. I know I was going to let you off, but I'm getting these questions now. I got you on here. Uh, 10 years from now okay. with these autonomous vehicles, how bad of an issue is it going to be? 
that motorcycle that, that depends really on the technology mm-hmm. that and, uh, the parts that 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 concern me is if i have a registered motorcycle and i have numerous and i have motorcycles back to evos i've got a bunch of fsrs and those were those should fall under the conditions to where i can ride those until i drop dead i would assume mm. but what what i i don't know how they would be able to take away our rights for something that we already own i think it's going to affect the resale so i'm assuming you're asking how that's going to affect us when they start mandating and they start really trying to hit that zero tolerance what do they do with the motorcycles that are currently existing on the road i don't know right i don't know now what but do you think about all this everything that every go ahead what do i think about what uh, all the smart technology on uh, bikes like i think bmw just came out with it where it does have an uh, autonomous system on it actually it has it has a system on it. it's a hundred and sixty thousand dollar motorcycle um and it actually has a gyro built into the bottom of it um and it's being tested i don't think it's in production or if it is it's a limited amount of them but it, it actually makes it impossible for you to dump that motorcycle over Mm-hmm. Now, I got a problem with that because sometimes, allegedly, I like to take the mountain roads a little fast. So if that thing's trying to stand me up, um, I'm probably going to wreck. Right. Um, but I don't, do know that it has the biggest thing with, with uh, autonomous vehicles is recognizing the vehicle that's next, next to it. Um, and if they start manufacturing, which they'll have to, motorcycles that have that detection built into it, then the car that's beside you will recognize you. The problem is right now they don't. Mm-hmm. Both the motorcycle doesn't and the cars don't have one that is sensitive enough to pick up on that. Well, if that's the case, how's it going to pick up on the little old lady pushing a shopping cart across the street or a kid on a bicycle? Right. So they're they're at the beginning stages. Obviously, they've got a lot of uh, a lot of things to investigate, and and the technology will get better. Our concern at the MRF, and I'm speaking for me and the limited knowledge that I have of it, is to make sure that as they're continuing to do this, that they're building that in to protect us. We don't got, want to get run over. Mm-hmm. Right. And uh, Invader just said. Uh, Invader Biggie just said. Uh, I think he meant. Uh, death of the tread coming out of the factory the death isn't consistent that's what he put right there uh you know then ryan came back and it may depend on the brand of tire uh but out of your five uh top concerns which one do you think affects bikers the most profiling the profiling one but i'm a go ahead but i but i'm a club guy I'm a club guy. So of course that's the number one. And, and ironically enough for the four years since we've been a part of this with the MRF, it has remained at the top priority. Mm. Do you think people are starting to listen now or do you think it's just going over their heads? I do. I no, I do. I, I absolutely do. We have already think about it. We've got a resolution passed in the Senate. They said that would never happen. We have 135 co-sponsors in Congress. Mm hmm. We're absolutely making a difference. And and it's not because of the MRF by itself. It's because the MRF is the grassroots effort that is face-to-face on the Hill in Washington, D.C. And it's all of the people from the SMROs to the individual membership to NCOC to the abates to everybody all moving in one direction together. Mm-hmm. Everybody. Now- Income, everybody. If Regardless of what or if you're not belonging to one of those organizations... Go join one. 
Well, exactly. Exactly. It don't, it, it don't matter which one it is. Go join one. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, what's it going to take for those resolutions to actually become law? I think that would be important that's, at the federal level. That's, that's yeah. That's the that's the next hurdle. And because some of us are very impatient, we've already been working with our legislators and our lobbyists in D.C. What's the next step? What's the next step? As soon as this thing hits, we don't want to wait for the next next uh, congressional sef- uh, session. We want to start now. What's our planning? What's our next one? Well, the next one will be refining the definition so that everybody will sign off on it without taking um, what's important out of it. And then the next part is finding something that it can be attached to. What you got to remember is the motorcycle only checkpoint stops that became illegal became illegal because of the MRF. Mm. So they have the ways and the means to figure out how to get it to that next step, but it had to start with the resolutions. Now, People say it's a resolution, it's not a bill, it has no teeth. Well, I beg to differ because now when you walk into Carson City or Sacramento or whatever your state capital is, you can say, well, obviously the Senate passed this resolution unanimously, so they know it's a problem. You should know it's a problem. So it does help. Right, right. Well, you know, hopefully uh, with your interview and stuff, we were able to get um people more in tune to what mrf is again guys i'm a member of mrf uh make sure you guys get out there and join man because uh we need you guys in the fight you know it's just not about uh riding on the side of the road or you know going to party it's about getting involved in uh everything that's going on for the whole community together uh but i wanted to thank uh thank you having you on uh russell this was a damn good interview man appreciate it it really was thank you very uh, much for having me really had fun all Uh, right with that, uh, do you guys, again, I'll put, is it just a main website that you guys want me to give out, or is there an email I should give out? Yeah, the MR, no, the MRF, just go www.mrf.org. Rock on, man. Or just type in mrf.org, it'll go straight to the site. mrf.org, and how much and is how it would you have yourself? It's 30 a year, I believe, and then it goes up from there depending on which one of the memberships you want to go for. If you want to do it as a club or an association, you can get everybody in it for 100 bucks. That's a sustaining membership. So just depends on which way you want to do it. Rock on, man. I encourage everybody to do it individually and as an association or as a club. The more, the merrier awesome news man thanks for uh being on uh russell it was awesome uh, a lot of information there man i love the top five stuff you know that autonomous vehicle stuff's at my forefront too man because you know with the electric bikes coming out everything's uh changing in this uh scene so uh next thing you know it's it's, it's gonna be nuts but uh total recall it's man with the taxi true. cabs and stuff but other than that man appreciate having you on the show buddy All right, good luck fishing, and God bless y'all. Talk to you later. And that was Russell. That was an awesome interview, man. You know, I got to learn a lot. Hopefully, you guys got to learn a lot. Uh, But we'll go to my final thoughts after this. Don't forget to visit Motorcycle Madhouse Radio Show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, all the major ones. Also, go follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Pinterest. We're on 
Instagram, man. You guys can see I do a lot of different other stuff. Uh, so get on over there. So my final thoughts on this. I, You know what? I've been doing these interviews in hopes that everybody sees the problem that we're really having out there when it comes to profiling. It doesn't mean you have to be in a club to be profiled. No, you can be going down a damn road, and next thing you know, you're getting profiled. Uh, it's one of them fun things when they pull you over and say, hey, can I look in your damn uh, bags or something like that? They bring the guard dogs around to sniff you out, see if you got anything. Uh, so... It's real important for you guys to get involved. Again, MRF's a badass organization, guys. Uh, like I said, uh, the girls over at the main office, they ask your, you know, answer your questions right away. Uh, there's some really good people, man. And I think that's what the biker lifestyle is all about, is sticking together and fighting together. God knows we need to do it in these times. Uh, I was talking about earlier how happy I was to see the people on TV. They had their ARs, everything going on in that Capitol, man. Them people only know unity. When they see a group of citizens uniting, then they say, uh-oh, yeah, we better do this. Uh, so right now, it's scary times, man. You know, personally, with this lockdown, it's costing a lot of people lives. It's costing a lot of freaking money. But you're seeing the, you know, you're seeing the Stalins and Hitlers coming out, man, especially in the Democratic states. Uh, but, you know, I'm, I'm going to try not to get political, man. Trying to not get political. Uh, but get in this fight. Do something. Now, next week's live show, this is pretty interesting. I do have the private investigator that was on the Keith Palumbo case. Now, that is the one where uh, he was found in a vault with somebody else, and a lot of information's coming forward that I haven't released yet, but I'll let him release it to you. Uh, this is a sad freaking case, man, and, you know... He's going to go in more depth of what happened, why it happened. All I know is some of the stuff I've uh, found out that I haven't put out to you guys yet is screwed up. But I also uh, gave the club an opportunity to come on, give their side of the story. That is up to them. They have the invitation. Everybody knows that we put out both sides unedited. We put out their statement. Uh, you guys, if you haven't seen the statements, it's in the community tab or it's on our Facebook page. It's all over for everybody to see. So go over there, check it out. You'll see that. But personally, I do not think a statement is going to, you know, put uh, put this to rest, if you will. Uh, and I think the reason why I'm following this so much is because it was you know a club and that's not what a club's about it's not brotherhood that right there uh so but yeah we got that big one coming up and it's gonna be a damn good show you guys are gonna get to uh, ask you guys as questions just like you did now 
Uh, let's see here. I'm going to take a couple statements. Every time a motorcycle rider gets caught killing or doing something illegal, we all start from ground zero. Sully, you know what? You're damn right on that, man. And it it, 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 it does, see, you know, because I do the biker news stuff, so I always cover the bad stuff that's going on. But it does seem every time there's a step in one direction, you're kicked back 10 freaking feet because some uh, dummy, you know, I'm going to keep it clean. Some dummy decides he wants to do this or do that. And it makes the rest of the bikers look stupid out there. And that one thing that, you know, I really wanted to put out there, because a lot of people do talk about this, is clubs that, you know, they need to come together and fight this together. Blah, but people don't see what's going on off the internet man i know the internet's good for stuff like this but you actually got to go out there and see it happening again go to ncom in october and you will see the clubs working together you're gonna see clubs there together that you would have said oh my god i never thought that would have freaking happened at all uh <laughs> but it is man you see these clubs over there they're talking they're working on these cause and like uh he said uh you know not everybody is gonna sit there kumbaya and taking cold showers to you know two o'clock in the morning together no they're there to fight for a common cause put the politics aside and beat this and a lot of people don't understand it's actually the clubs that are out there that fight for your rights you know a lot of people they have uh, this attitude towards clubs and it's kind of you know it's kind of a sad state of affairs when you think about it because they're the ones taking the brunt of everything while you enjoy the benefits of that work just like this resolution that passed in the the congress you're benefiting from their work now do i think it's too much to ask the, hey, to join mrf no it's 30 dollars a year you know you it's 30 bucks you know you spend that at a bar on a weekend why not take that 30 bucks and support mrf become a member and help them help you you know that's just the way i see it or go out there and join abate go out there and support them you know 30 bucks ain't gonna kill you man and then you can sit back and say hey you know i'm doing this to support the cause i'm a part of something and uh, like i say about abate all the time they have some pretty damn good freaking parties man uh hopefully the one in july is gonna keep on going but god knows everything's being canceled myrtle beach is being moved back uh sturges so far is going right now we're gonna have to see uh but you know get out there join a bait join mrf and uh i think you guys will love it man i really do uh let's see here h smith man i really appreciate that man not to be a pia but did you ever get a chance to check out the cmra kinetic motorcycle riders association the rights organization for Connecticut Biker Rights Org. I haven't checked that uh, out yet, uh, S uh, Smith, but I will now. Uh, it's Connecticut Motorcycle Writers Association. Anybody out in Connecticut know about that? Let me know. Uh, but I'll look them up for you. I really appreciate that donation. All your donations go straight back into the show to keep it going. Uh, 
Dominic. Yes, I did. I spend some time with him. Some of the biggest fake people I've ever met. Connecticut CMA. Sorry to say it. Now, is CMA you're talking about? Uh, uh, which one are you talking about, Dominic? Uh, you talking about the Connecticut Motorcycle Riders Association or Christian Motorcycle Association? Because both of them have that. Uh, you know, it is. But anyway, uh, so let me know what you guys think about the show in the comment sections. Again, we're over on Spotify and iTunes. That is our wheelhouse, man. You guys killing it over there. As well as HarleyLiberty.com for your biker news. Uh, you know, we've been getting a lot of good uh, responses towards the show. Is there somebody you want to hear on the show, man? Let me know. Or, hey, you know what? I can do this. You know, I have had a lot of people ask me, you know, I watch your show. I listen to your show. You know, could I come on, talk about something that, has, you know, that I feel is important? Well, okay, cool. Info at InsaneThrottleBikerNews.com. And let me know what you want to talk about. And uh, let's see if we get you on the show, man. You know, if it helps the biking community, let's do it, man. So with that, appreciate all you guys being on the show. And I'll talk to you guys later. I say goodbye. Vamos. Adios. I'm going Ciao. fishing, so boys. Fishing. Radio show is now available on Spotify and all major platforms, including iHeartRadio, iTunes, Stitcher, and more. Don't forget to become a subscriber on any one of these platforms so you can be notified right away when our weekly episode is uploaded so you never miss an episode. Hi, this is Jay Hollywood Machikari. Join our YouTube channel and get Motorcycle Madhouse and tons of videos related to the bikers. Join now by subscribing for free and become part of the crowd today. Always free and always entertaining. Don't forget to visit us at www.harleyliberty.com for your daily biker news. Rock on!